something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started this show in 2002, and since then, he's recorded over 1,200 shows featuring over 400 different guests. That's a literal who's who in bowling. In 1995, Len finished his lane conditioning relationship with the PBA. That same year, John Davis of the Kegel Company requested for his professional lane maintenance guidance, and he's been with Kegel ever since. It's always fun, it's always informative, and now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kago Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to, as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. And our guest this week is known as bowling's most honored writer with 85 national writing awards over the course of his 50 year career. He's a member of the PBA, IBMA, USBC, California and Orange County USBC Halls of Fame, and all are for meritorious service. And it's my pleasure to welcome back the editor of Bowling Center Management Magazine and my very good friend, Bob Johnson. Hello, Bob, and welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, The. Um, I have to ask, is it a pleasure for you to have me back? It certainly is, and I want to say one more thing before you take over my show, like you usually do, but I had to cut out a lot of the stuff in your bio because I'm so afraid of running long because when me and you start talking, we never stop. So I just want to tell you that uh, there's a whole heck of a lot more in your bio, but you've been on the show many times and people have known it. So go ahead, take over. Well, no, I wasn't planning to take over, and I've been on parole for 10 years, so the bio isn't as long as it used to be. All right, let's get this thing going. You know, before we get into the main reason that we have you on this week, I'm wondering if you have anything that you'd like to say about Bill Chrisman, who passed away on September 28th. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you for asking. Just like the word superstar is used in sports to the point that it's become pretty much meaningless. I think the word icon tends to be overused in in business. But in the bowling business, Bill Chrisman was absolutely an icon. He and his wife, Barb, put it all on the line more than once to make Storm what I like to call bowling's little engine that could. Hmm. So many tournament sponsorships from the pro level down to the grassroots level so many groundbreaking products, so much charitable work. Bill was a bowler first and then a bowling businessman. And now 
he's forever a bowling icon, I think. Wow. Well said, my friend. Um, as you know, we did a little bit of a tribute to him, and uh, there's no way to say everything there is to talk about that man. He's going to be missed, and a lot of people have compared it to John Davis being gone. So anyway, the whole industry is going to miss him, uh, that's for sure. But now I know that you and your wife, Michelle, are involved in two of bowling's major charities, uh, that being the BVL in the Bowling Museum and Hall of Fame. So I want to know about that. So let's talk about the BVL first. Uh, it's the Bowling Charity for America's Veterans. That's right. Um, Michelle's dad served in the Marines. Her brother, Michael, served in the Air Force. I have cousins who served in Vietnam. One of them flew rescue helicopters. That was not a fun job. And my mom and dad met while building airplanes during World War II working at uh, Douglas Aircraft. So we've always supported the Bowlers to Veterans link because BVL provides really important recreational and other services that improve the lives of our vets. We raised, as you'll recall, $5,000 for BVL when we got married. You were there. And uh, we're hoping to put together another big fundraiser when we celebrate our ninth anniversary next year. You know, I understand that November is BVL month in America, right? That's right. All across the country, lots of bowling centers, lots of local bowling associations will be conducting fundraisers for BVL throughout the month. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, the time you got married and you had that big... Uh, shindig down there at Pomona, which I was very, very fortunate to attend. You were fortunate to attend. We we were working on the guest list and getting down to the final one, two, three that we could add, and then you were right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be serious. You know, we talk about Bill Christman passing away. Now we're talking about the veterans and donating to their cause. And here you go, starting to make jokes. But that's good because I was starting to tear up a little bit because I did want to tell the public out there about how much I admire you and Michelle for donating to so many of the charities that you're always involved in. It's always quiet. Nobody knows about it. But years and years ago, uh, you helped me write a story, and I'll never forget this. And we got like 150 bucks or whatever it was for, I think we had third place in the contest. And there was a trophy that went with it. You said, uh, you can have the money. He says, I'll take the trophy, and but I want you to donate that. And I did. And I, But I think I probably sent it back to you because I didn't know how to do it. But anyway, that's the kind of guy you are, and I wanted everybody to know that. You're too humble uh, to admit it. So what's next here? <laughs> okay. Well, let me just say thanks and if you had just let me write the story the way I wanted to, we probably would have got first place. Wow. <laughs> if you spent a little bit more time on it, you know, you looked at it, but it's just my the way I've looked at things over the years, you know, is that if it's not your idea, it ain't no good. But <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people out there can understand exactly what I mean. I think we know exactly what you mean. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we talked about the BVL. Let's talk about the other charity that's that's really near and dear to your heart, and that's the Bowling Museum and Hall of Fame. 
why do you feel it's important for bowlers and people who love bowling to support the museum? Well, it's, it's really pretty simple. I've always believed that a sport that doesn't embrace the history has no futures. That, that doesn't mean we, we should live in the past, but it does mean that we should be respectful of the men, the women, the associations, the companies, all of them that helped make bowling the great sport and the great business that it became. And the museum and Hall of Fame in Arlington, Texas, does a great job of doing it. You know, that's really a beautiful place. And uh, I went down there a couple of times with Kegel to put some of the items on display. And there's kind of, there was a gal there that worked there. And and I told her what I was there for. And she says, well, it's got to be museum quality. And then I said, well, I got a couple of pictures here. Well, no, that's not museum quality. And I says, what are you talking about? She goes, well, this is something extra, extra special. And that she even told me she had a master's in museum, which meant that she had okay things and you just can't put the run of a mill thing in there with scotch tape on it. It's got to be really uh, the number one stuff. So it's a beautiful place. I recommend anybody that's involved in bowling to go down there. Uh, one of the rooms is just all the women that, uh, you know, were on a tour and won titles and the whole nine yards. But, it's a beautiful place, and hopefully it'll go on and on forever and ever because, like you said, there's nothing like tradition. Once you lose that, you've lost everything. Can we – come on. Now, I agree with everything you said, but but I know the real reason you went down there. Well, I was kind of uh, asking around because I've asked a lot of questions. I want to know how the hell you get into so many Hall of Fames, man. That's why I went no, down there. No, no. For, yeah, well, that's the deal. You were there to look up your name in the PBA Hall of Fame and the IBMA Hall of Fame. You went down to see your name on those those lists. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're trying to give me a shot, but you know, <laughs> your, your, your timing is terrible because I did go into the Luby Hall of Fame because of the uh, writing and stuff like that and my radio show, but I went down there about two years before I got into the Luby Hall of Fame, so I had nothing to do with it. How do you like well, it? Well, you 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 uh, stick to that story. <laughs> now I'll tell you what I'm, I got the chills right now just thinking about what an honor that is. That's uh, that's one of the top ones of all time, and it's not because I'm uh, any kind of a writer at all. It's, uh, they added the uh, radio, TV, and, and the internet, and the podcast, and things like that into it. And I think I got it because I've been on here for the longest of anybody. But anyway, let me ask you this, because uh, that's what you're doing. You're fundraising. So how does a museum raise money for its operations? Well, there are corporate donations. They have an annual raffle at Bowl Expo. They have silent auctions at big industry events. They have an annual tournament called the Extravaganza at the Red Rock Bowling Center here in Las Vegas, where Michelle and I live. Uh, you can buy bricks uh, on the, the walkway leading up to the museum entrance. Um, so there are a lot of ways you can do it. And you can also purchase souvenir items like bowling pins that are autographed by Hall of Famers. Uh, they have an online store where you can do that. All right. So if you're going to be really thorough, and I guess I got to urge you to do everything because I've taught you so much over the years, how do they get a hold of the you know, is there a website to go to to 
to buy stuff or look it up and all that? Give us yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy one. It's bowlingmuseum.com. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I would have thought it was just bowl.com because it is affiliated with the USBC. But uh, say it one more time, and I'm going to ask you to do it again at the end of the show. It's bowlingmuseum.com. And the reason we say it and is because there are people like you who would have thought that it was just bowl.com. And we're here to educate um, on this this program. Isn't that correct, The Yeah, we pass along knowledge and education. That was the one thing that uh, John Davis wanted to do. And stories. And tell a lot of stories. In fact, you know, we poll our listeners. We don't have a tracking system where we see who's listening and all that kind of stuff. But we do poll them twice a year, wanting to know what they want to, in, as far as content. And it's always, number one, bowling stories. Number two is bowling tips. Anytime, uh, I don't know how many emails I've answered, but I'll get calls and emails and texts. Uh, how come Parker Bone is such a great spare shooter? Or how come Jason Couch is so good at this and that? Or how about Brian Voss? What's the secret to his success? You know, unfortunately, we know all these people, and we're happy to pass along knowledge and information. So that's part of it. But, you know, not only you, Pards, but uh, our sport's got a lot of great people who do a lot of wonderful things. Uh, that's for sure. If there's anybody that you'd like to add, I'm sure there's a lot of people that you're going to probably leave out because anytime you have a list of people, it's hard to include everybody. But who are some of the most instrumental people to, you know, that are – you know, involved in all this. Well, I'm not going to name names because like, like you're kind of inferring that's, that's really dangerous, but I will tell you that each November in the, um, in BCM magazine, we have a special section called karma. Um, I introduced the, I, the, uh, the idea for this section back when I was editor of bowlers journal, we called it what's right with bowling. It was kind of our answer to all those people who were always complaining about all the things that were wrong with bowling. So we decided to do a series of features in our November issue, um, the month of Thanksgiving, about what's right with bowling. And once Bowler's Journal transi transitioned, that's a tough word with, uh, with my team, <laughs> over to new ownership, um, they decided not to pick up that, that series of articles. So I grabbed them, and we, we now call them uh, collectively karma and this month this november we have five stories about proprietors who are, who are doing great things um we have a story about a texas center operator who provides jobs and mentoring for people that other businesses would not hire we tell a story of how the 9 11 tragedy motivated one proprietor to step up for america's veterans we have a story of two Ohio operators who provided back-to-school supplies and haircuts for neighborhood kids. I thought that was really cool. We have a story about a group of executives who spent an evening feeding the homeless in Boston and making them feel like VIPs. And we have a story about a vet-owned center in Michigan that's dedicated to helping their fellow vets with a variety of, variety of programs and initiatives. So... Five really good stories this year. Really proud to be bringing them 
to the readers of BCM. Okay, now this might be a silly question. Um, when I worked for the PBA, I used to get that magazine every month. Uh, at just as well as I got the Bowler's Journal. Is that magazine that you're working for now only available to proprietors or can just the average bowler, uh, you know, subscribe to it? No, it's not a subscription-based magazine. It's a, it's called an industry magazine. Yeah. It's sent only to proprietors. Every bowling center in the country gets it um, because it's a business magazine. And um, every once in a while, one will sneak out on a desk somewhere and a bowler will grab it. But uh, that's not supposed to happen. Also, every once in a while, if we've got a story that isn't totally business oriented, we'll put it up on our website and and share it with people. And I think we're probably going to do that with the karma stories because um, they're pretty compelling stories of people doing good things for the right reasons. Okay, so that leads me to the next question. This is a no-brainer for me, and I appreciate it, but what's that website that we can go take a peek at some of that inside stuff? Well, uh, the BCM website is, is mostly business-oriented, but, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's not behind a wall of any kind. And that website address is bcmmag, M-A-G, like BCM Magazine, bcmmag.com. Cool. I love it. So all these people, and I know we don't want to start listing people because that happens every time you forget somebody and you hurt somebody's feelings. But you do that with your ex-wives, right? You leave one out every once in a while and they get ticked off. Yeah, I wish I could have left out some of the payments I had to give them, too. <laughs> don't you start on that. You're not exactly a virgin. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> you always have some great information and you always try to slip something in on me like that, but you got to get up a little bit earlier to try to get me. And uh, <laughs> so who are some of your favorite people out there as far as writers go? Let's have that one. Oh, there's a bunch of favorite writers, but okay. again, you're not going to, to make me go down that path. No, uh, no. I just want a couple of your favorites. Well, you know what? Best to go with ones that are dead. That way I don't insult anybody who's still alive. So wow. a great early influence on me was a gentleman named Steve Crushon, who published the bowling newspaper in Detroit for so many years. I would call him an elegant writer. He, he was, his, the way he wrote was just beautiful. It was almost like poetry. Um, I, I admire his writing to this day, and we became great friends. Another one was Sam Levine, who published the paper in Cleveland. Um, very different kind of writer, but a very good writer, and was interested in just recognizing as many bowlers as he could each each month, each week, um, in his newspaper. Uh, Joe Lou, who I worked for at the Pacific Bowler, was a great influence. He taught me a lot about just the, the things that you really need to bring to every story to make the readers want to read it. And Don Snyder of the Los Angeles Times, also an elegant writer. He was a beat reporter for the Times who wrote about bowling just because he loved it. And uh, he was a great influence on me as well. As you know, you have to mention Chuck Pisano. He was a great friend and a great mentor to me. Um, is that enough? 
I want one more because this guy was special to me too. Uh, he was a bowler. He ran a bowling center. He made a TV show. And he he beat one of my best friends of all time on TV. Oh, you must be talking about Dick Steffler. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think of Dick more as a proprietor than a writer, but I'll tell you what, he could write he could write some blistering columns. And the people in Milwaukee did not look forward to his column coming out each Friday in the Pacific Bowler because <laughs> he, he he told them what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I don't want to get you to start telling stories because we'll never get out of here. But one of these days, uh, I've always wanted to have you tell us a couple of your uh, good stories or writing stories or whatever, because you've been around a lot. But a couple of times that uh, I wanted to do that, you took right over and turned the tables on me and started asking me all kind of questions. So is there anything you want to close the show with? even though I'm not done with you yet. Are you talking about a story or are you talking, what are you talking about, Len? Just to close this show about today's uh, interview. Please try, to, please try to make your questions a little bit more clear. Wow. <laughs> well, can I give the web addresses again for our, char our favorite charities? That was going to be my last question to you. So, you know, if you want to be repetitive, go ahead. Well, you're looking for something else, but I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. But um, wow, you know, you're gonna use uh, old time phases like that uh, phrases. I'm gonna say one to you because as soon as I say something, you'll probably say the same thing, and then we'll have to hear a ditto, ditto. <laughs> I look. I I will say this. I had I had the the um, the honor of inducting Eric Forkel into the Southern Nevada. USBC Association Hall of Fame on Saturday night. Cool. And it was an honor to do it. And I have to tell you, this local bowling association knows how to do banquets. Back in the day, you'll recall this, even league banquets were pretty cool and pretty special and, and big. Um, but, you know, since uh, maybe the 2000s uh, emerged, that's not quite as true as it used to be. And Banquets have kind of withered a little bit, but this local association, my hat is off to them. They, they know how to put on a banquet. They know how to honor their people. And it was a pleasure to be a part of it. Well, I know he used you to introduce him and I know Eric and he's a first class guy and he got a first class guy to introduce him. So congratulations on that. But yes, give us those at, at, uh, website addresses again. So people can check it all out. All right. So for the Bowlers Veterans BVL, it's bvl.org. bvl.org. You go to the website. There's a donate button. You click on the donate button and you give them all the money you have. And if you want to donate to the Bowling Museum, you go to bowlingmuseum.com. And they also have... Uh, various ways you can donate from uh, various membership levels to buying souvenirs in their shop. Either way, you're supporting a great organization. And uh, if you're interested in supporting America's vets, and if you're interested in supporting our great sport, those are the two ways to do it. Good job, my friend. Good job. And uh, again, 
I appreciate you being my friend. I appreciate you being so generous. I appreciate you and Michelle being so close. Uh, we stay in contact a lot, and that's very important. But Phantom fans, the old clock on the wall does tell me that we are out of time for this week, and that's why they say it's the fastest show in all of sports. But Oh, I have a, qu a quick question. I knew you'd butt in. You, you say that's why they say it's the fastest, fastest show in all of sports? Yes, sir. Who exactly are they? You know, you they are. The, are you are the. Who are they? Well, similar to you, I don't want to name names because I might forget somebody, and I don't want to do that because I hate to hurt anybody's feelings. But, uh, you know, I will list a bunch of them, and I'll put them on your website so they can go to you and find out who my friends really are. One of those cases where they know who they are? They certainly do. All right. Get back to your out your outro. <laughs> well, it's going to wrap up another show this week. I can't believe that I, I got that far with him without him really buttoning in because he's always got to have the last word, but uh, the last word is always the most important. But I do want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling. They've been with us for 22 years. And Brad Edelman from the High Roller. And also Hall of Fame coach Dave Kowalski from Michigan. He who has helped me and my other two volunteers, Sam Villarreal and Brian Hirsch, with the Phantom Radio Junior Bowlers Club. So until next week, for Phantom Radio, this is Phantom. Oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon